Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things well-being, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves, and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. I'm so excited to be back with season two, and I'm starting this season by talking to the lovely Sabrina. Sabrina is an incredible athlete, competing in both cross-country and on the track, and has represented Great Britain and Northern Ireland on the international stage numerous times. During this episode, we discussed the mental and physical challenges that Sabrina faced as a consequence of endometriosis, a painful condition that came into Sabrina's life at the peak of her athletic condition. It was amazing to hear about Sabrina's journey of working through a difficult period in order to develop an even deeper gratitude and love for the sport whilst growing within herself. The overall message is to hold on to hope and never give up. We really hope you enjoy this episode. On the podcast, I have Sabrina. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. Me and Sabrina actually are the same age. So we, at at one point, used to um, compete in cross-country and biathlon together. I mean, Sabrina was always kind of leaps and strides ahead of me. But it was was always good. (laughs) But um, it's so great to have Sabrina on because, I mean, this podcast is all about how we overcome challenges with positivity and strength and for me it was injury that inspired kind of my journey in terms of overcoming a challenge and also using a platform to kind of raise awareness but I was talking to Sabrina about this and she's been through a really challenging period with illness is it endometriosis is that the correct way to pronounce it endometriosis yeah it's, okay. a, it's an absolute mouthful it is a mouthful isn't it I was kind of trying to say it earlier and I was like it's really <laughs> challenging yeah, so basically, I kind of want to get into that, but Sabrina, I'd just love to kind of hear about how you came into running and how that became your passion. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, I'd hope it would be like a big story, but there's not a lot to it. I actually started off swimming first, a lot longer than running, came into running following my sister, so it wasn't really a lot, other than like school races here and there, but for a long time, I was actually prioritising my swimming over my running. 
and then eventually realized that I was a lot better runner than I was a swimmer so decided to change my priority really yeah it's so interesting that's that's exactly the same as me I mean I didn't get to the same level as running um as you but um yeah I was a swimmer it's funny isn't it I feel like they kind of go hand in hand a bit yeah no exactly I think it's brilliant It, it really helped me kind of it got me into the mentality of running but at the same time I never got into it too quickly so all of the mileage and everything I built up over the years I mean I think I was doing mini marathons and doing quite well and I was only doing about two sessions a week maybe three and not even doing like long runs and stuff yeah a lot a lot of my early success was purely down to the swimming yeah it's crazy isn't it because swimming is such a kind of heavy sport in terms of hours like I remember at one point I was doing yeah 12 plus hours a week and it's running's crazy in that sense yeah you don't need to maybe do as much at that time to get to kind of quite a high level no, yeah not at all I think some of the days I was doing four hours a day because it would be two hours in the morning two hours in the evening after school I mean especially once I come to university I, I look back on it I'm like I have no idea how I had any time to do anything yeah. the early start as well like, I always look back and remember the pain of getting up so early to swim <laughs> but yeah my earliest was 4 30 on a Wednesday morning and that was just horrendous and because we were actually doing it at 5.30 but it was half an hour away um, so I had to trek it there and then and then we still go and swim in the evening it's just yeah like I think when we were younger I think we were superhumans because there is no way I could do that now. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) especially when you're at university and kind of have your like external commitments. Remind me what are you studying? Um, I'm studying geology and physical geography, so wow. um, which sound really boring, but I find really interesting. Well, that's um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's all you you want, really. Um, yeah. It makes me a massive nerd. It's ruined all films for me from now on because every time I see a rock, instead of looking at the actual scene, I'll be like, "Oh, there's a pretty rock." <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually started uni doing physical geography as well. So I definitely get really? it. Yeah, I changed to um, theology though, just because I wasn't, I had more academic interest in theology, but I really still do like love um, physical geography. So that's really cool. I'm loving it. I mean, it's a bit odd with COVID because we can't do a lot of it. So like, oh, yeah, of work, course. We, they, they try to make it online, but it doesn't really work because you don't get the same skill set. So that's a, bit, it's a little bit odd. But other than that, it's good. And also it's quite a small group of us as well. So it means that I pretty much know everyone on my course and get along with everyone as well. Oh, that's so nice. So. And it's nice to kind of have that side of uni away from your running, I guess, as well, to kind of split things up. Yeah, no, I've always been quite big on kind of having the academics separate to the sports. Um, and I, yeah, I just appreciate this escape, especially after everything I've been through. Definitely. I just I needed that kind of separate entity because I believe that there is a good chance that I could do well running you've got to have that hope but at the same time yeah you need something that's kind of separate from it that when it goes wrong it's not still purely focused on the sport and um, that you kind of yeah you can take yourself out of that situation and also half of my friends are non-runners that I, yeah, it's not so consumed by the athletic world per se. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's com- it's completely true. And yeah, because if I mean we place all our worth 
into a sport then when we've both had it where the sport's been taken away from us obviously our level of self-worth is gonna is gonna drop massively so you're it's so it's so important to have that those external passions outside the sport for sure so in terms of this condition I've 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 kind of been aware of it vaguely but I I read your um blog post which is so great by the way I really enjoy reading it um and the fact that one in ten women suffer with this is just crazy yeah no um yeah no when I got told about it I had no clue at all I'd never even heard of it um I think a big thing maybe in the athletics world is that especially around the time I got ill kind of all of the female problems were still very much a taboo subject because around about the time that everything happened with Bobby as well it, it was weird because we haven't been told about these things um the thing most common was a female triad which wasn't spoken out at all I had female athlete triads at one point yeah well I think I probably had it for a while and that's why when I got my illness it happened so fast yeah because I was aware that I was in this kind of state yeah no I it's it's hard to really explain everyone's individual when it happens because I've had loads of people ask me questions about it and the biggest thing I can say is go talk to a doctor because yeah. my experience won't be the same as everyone else's. We're all different and we all experience these things differently but I think it's kind of the surrounding attitudes and awareness that's so good to raise. By writing this blog post and by kind of speaking openly about it you kind of raise awareness so that people can make that step to then if they're if they think they're suffering with something similar to then speak to a professional about it which is really really important yeah crazy people that have paid attention to it and like I said yeah come up to me and ask questions as much as it's just me referring them on somewhere else like the fact that they're thinking about it is the thing in in itself no completely so for anyone who doesn't know what this condition is can you briefly explain what it is really um I will try my best um (laughs) on the outside of uh your organ stuff these endometrious uh, tissue can like grow on the outside of it okay. and it just causes a lot of pain discomfort um it effectively means that the uh, monthly visit of a period and stuff is like 10 times worse oh my um gosh. yeah it's uh it's not fun um as a uh, yeah i think any female can um vouch that uh yeah what happens once a month is not fun as it is. And uh, yeah, no, it was really not good. Uh, I was seriously ill in a lot of pain. I collapsed at school, ended up uh, going um, back home and stuff. And the week following, I was just really tired all the time because obviously I lost, lost a lot of iron. The week afterwards was actually, I think it was like under 20 um athletics meeting in bedford 2016 i believe i was in really good condition uh followed i think it was bobby and harriet at the time um and then we got about halfway through the race bobby made her move and i just couldn't go with her i had nothing in me and it was just so different to the experience i had even a week before um so originally we just put it down to iron deficiency went to the gp uh, I think the key thing is that I have uh, two medical parents that put me on the pill straight away because we knew that there was a good chance I was going to Europeans in a month's time. And uh, it, w- it was literally a month 
in the fall so we had to put, to put me on straight away and that's the thing that probably reduced my symptoms okay uh, um i mean it was still awful but it actually really helped in reducing the spread of endometriosis but it wasn't actually until the because this was just the beginning of summer it wasn't until the end of summer that i was even aware of how i was because i was so focused on uh european youth that i just my mentality got me through which is the weirdest thing of all of it because as soon as that finished i just went downhill yeah um from then on it was a monthly cycle of the week leading up to having my period the week of my period and the week after my period where I would just be in a state of being fatigued, tired. Um, I'd literally have one week, week where I'd be kind of my normal self. But by that point, I was so unfit that I couldn't really train properly. Yeah, it, it had massive impacts. And obviously, as an athlete, I noticed them 10 times worse than a normal person would. It didn't really help. I was going into my final year as well. I was doing IB, uh, which is International Baccalaureate, which is a lot of time needed for it and um actually being dedicated and i wasn't really in the space to do it but yeah no i i think i i could yeah i could sustain the pain and the blood and all of that side yeah. of things um but I, again like i said with people that come up to me the best thing i can do is look up yourself look at your symptoms it could just be that unfortunately which what we suspected at first was that it was um, just a really bad period, which is also very common. Um, and even though when I when we figured out when I first had it, which was like, I think it was either June or July of 2016, I didn't get diagnosed till February of 2017. Um, so I wasn't even aware that this illness existed for all of that period of time and that I was suffering with it. Uh, so yeah, no, um, as long as I'm wear, raising awareness for it, but at the same time, I, I never want to give any false information, um, about it either. Thank you so much for going into it. I mean, it's, it's so, so challenging. I think I just quickly linking to about what you just said about not being diagnosed for that period of time. That's when it's, I think, so challenging because you don't know what you're working with. I, I definitely had that with some of my injuries. Like when you're not aware of what it is, it's really challenging, not just physically, obviously, but mentally to have that kind of capacity of knowing what you're meant to be doing. Oh yeah, no, completely. It was, uh, yeah, it was horrific. Uh, I mean, I was really fortunate from a young age to do quite well in the running world. And then it was literally like overnight, a carpet had been pulled out from under me. I, yeah, I, I could barely finish sessions. Um, yeah, it was, it was really tough to kind of like have this kind of reality check. Um, as much as I never tried to take any of my success for granted, at the same time, when I've been achieving quite well from the age of 12, it, I wasn't aware of how much like that had affected things. Yeah. Um, and then it was then even worse when I was like dealing with this kind of enemy that I couldn't even see. I didn't know it was there. I just thought it was killing myself. I mean, a lot of the time I was making it up in my mind. There was still a very good chance that it was just a normal period. It's when I think these conditions are invisible. So, I mean, when you break your leg, if you've got a cast, people will be like, oh, you poor thing, that's horrible. But when you've got these conditions which aren't visible, so whether that's even in terms of your yeah, physical health, like this condition you've struggled with, but also kind of mentally, it, 
it's hard because you kind of yeah you kind of second guess yourself and think is this actually yeah am I making this up is this is this even happening oh yeah no completely I mean what was even worse because I was quite well known I was even aware because I got told by people that people were saying numerous things behind my back of the fact that they thought I'd burnt out because I'd overtrained which I actually hadn't done there was yeah there was loads of things also the fact that obviously because I'd gone through puberty I gained some weight because I well I didn't even gain weight really I just kind of went to a healthy shape yeah exactly um, and I and exactly I shouldn't even say it that way and uh yeah people were talking about my weight my back even though to me I was actually healthy and probably the most healthy I've been my whole life yeah it's bizarre um yeah I know there was loads of things that and it it really sucked because it was like I'm fighting this battle I don't even believe it I'm doubting it and I have loads of people that are also talking about it and it was weird because it was I was like if it had been, an, like you said, an injury and I'd been in a cast, no one would have doubted it. Um, but the fact that no one could see what I was fighting against kind of made it 10 times worse because, yeah, no, yeah it just kind of felt like I was doing it all by myself. I mean, I was also at boarding school, which probably didn't help because oh I literally God. was by myself. As much as it was a horrific year, at the same time, I'm really happy it happened. Um, I kind of I, I needed it uh, well probably not as bad as it was and I wouldn't wouldn't wish it on anyone uh but uh I think I mentioned to you so I suffered with depression since I was really young since I was in primary school okay. which um I don't think many people know and uh obviously with the sports like it's so easy for that to just kind of fly under the radar yeah um and to me it was just kind of like this norm that I lived with and probably doing well and running kind of helped me cope with it all and then yeah this happened kind of made it 10 times worse I think we reckon now the the pill I was on actually had negative side effects which also made me further depressed but since then and since I've come to university and a lot of been sorted out so I had an operation for my endometriosis um, which confirmed the diagnosis, which was kind of very relieving to know that I wasn't fighting this invisible battle. Um, but it also meant that they could treat it as well. And um, I, like, I'm very healthy now. I mean, it could come back, but I'm very healthy now. And I managed to get over it. And for the first time in my life, I don't feel like I'm battling with depression, which okay. is crazy. So good yeah, well, it just, it feels like I'm mentally healthy for the first time in my life which is something I didn't actually think was possible because I got so used to it. Yeah. So, um, in a weird way, I had to take a massive step back to actually be able to go forward for the first time in my life and become like the stronger person. Um, so yeah, as much as it was tough, it was also worthwhile. That's so incredible to hear. Like, it's amazing. And it's so amazing for you to be open and speak about it as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, no, not I, can, I completely understand like running such a release I think if you're kind of yeah like stressed in other aspects of your life for me definitely and I'm I'm doing a bit at the moment um I just find it such a lovely kind of yeah release of that tension that energy so if you're feeling that already and then you can't run it out obviously you're going to just be kind of het up with tension and emotion and I completely understand it and I I definitely suffered mentally when I kind of was in the 
process of working through my injuries and it it is just so challenge it's so so challenging and then for me as well I think it was like you were just saying I mean I, I yeah I completely pray that this doesn't affect your life in the future mm -hmm. you can't do unfortunately fall into that position of kind of a bit of a fearful position maybe for a little bit as well like for me like I'd always be fearful of my next injury or my next thing you know like I don't know if you relate to this but I mean this summer was a massive breakthrough but before Christmas I was trying about the fact that I didn't think it was ever going to happen that I couldn't see the point of me still running because it was just causing me so much pain of the fact that the anxiety of waiting for something else to happen because coming back from the endometriosis I had to for my operation I started having problems with my hip because it keeps getting the pelvis keeps getting stuck okay. and that would cause all sorts of problems um, and it just felt like there was one hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thing after the other that stopped this progress of going forward. It's, very, it's that kind of thing of, you know, the three steps back, one step forward. And even though it's actually the reverse thing, it always feels that way. Um, and yeah, it's really hard to keep that kind of faith going, especially when it's really bad for a long time because you forget why you're doing it. You forget the goodness of doing well. And um, yeah, no, it, 
I, the amount of times I've lost faith in the sports and I have to remember the, the base level of me enjoying it for the sake of just running. Of, like you said, of just escaping reality. Even like the fact that we could run even 30 minutes really easily. So you have to remember the, like how amazing the stuff you're doing is and uh, stop comparing yourself to necessarily when you were at your best or even the people that are the best in the country at the moment. Remembering why you love the sports isn't always because you're doing amazing at it. It's actually just the simple thing of being able to run. Yeah, incredible. And it's, I think like you was just saying before, um, even though obviously you would not wish this on anyone and it, it sounded really, really awful for what you were going through, but having these kind of really challenging experiences does really build our gratitude for the sport in its purest form, just like you're saying now. And I mean, I spoke to Adele about this um, in the last um, episode of my last season. And she was saying that for her taking a step back from the sport to then rediscover her love for the sport without competition or just at its purest form, like you're saying, just going for a, even a 30 minute run and just enjoying that feeling of being able to run without pain is the most important kind of realization to build that kind of just yeah base level gratitude for our bodies being able to do that yeah being able to like go out for runs by myself now I mean everything that happened with lockdown I pretty much had to do several months of training by myself doing at some points I was even doing like 80 minutes runs by myself uh trying to find new routes and stuff but if you'd asked me to do that even a year ago I would not have been able to because I couldn't handle being in my own head space for that amount of time. Whereas now it's just like, no, it's just easy. Like listen to some music, listen to a podcast, just enjoy being out. If, if necessary, you can completely turn it off. I, I personally can't really do that, but enjoy being able to run out and yeah, go adventure to new places. I mean, it's amazing the distance we can travel just by running. It's kind of, find that baseline of enjoying running for the sake of training as well as the sake of competing which I think is probably why I did well this summer because I just kind of didn't put the pressure on any racing at all I just enjoyed the fact that I was able to train and if I could push myself I could push myself if some days I was feeling really sluggish which is very common then I just took it easy and just do it to the time that was set for me yeah and it seems that you're doing incredible so i think actually having that less of that pressure is probably really aiding your performance well it definitely has helped um i yeah it's it's really it's still surreal so that i've even pb'd this summer for the first time in about four years i was like that's incredible (laughs) yeah no it still hasn't really sunk in if i'm honest because i doubted it for so long and hoped that it would happen but because I had so many knockbacks, when it actually has, I just couldn't believe it. Amazing. Um, and, um, but yeah, no, it probably did really help that I didn't have that pressure, that I wasn't kind of forcing that upon myself. Um, but just as equally, it means so much more that I did it this year because I knew it was all down to me. I had no SNC, no physio. I barely was able to speak to my coach because obviously I didn't see him. Um, it was just purely me going out with my family and going to my local park and doing sessions there. Um, so yeah, it just meant a lot that I knew it was kind of 100% me post illness that was able to do these times as well. 
it's so incredible and yeah it's so it's so satisfying knowing that it shows how much we can do from an individual level doesn't it it's incredible yeah no i mean it's been absolutely crazy seeing what some of the uk athletes have been able to bring out of lockdown i think we've had a massive success from it um which just goes to show like the potential we have in our country um, and I think maybe in a weird way, not having so many competitions has helped us a little bit. Oh, um, we've, all, we've all done, worked on like the small things of technique and just making sure that you're not staying, uh, you're not getting injuries and you're staying injury free. Um, so no, it's, um, it's been an incredible summer, even though we never actually expected there to be a track season. Um, quickly remind me, because it's going to blow my mind probably for the second time after reading it for the first time, what your PB was? This year I've done 4.16, 4.15 oh my and uh, 2.05, 4.800. Um, that was so fast. <laughs> the really weird thing is the fact that if you told me I'd run those times even a month before I did it, I would have laughed at you. But the weirdest bit about all of it is that I did these times and I actually turned around to my coach and was like, I want to go fast now. I wasn't happy with them, which is such an athlete reaction Completely. to getting PBs. Yeah, no, I just want to go faster now. I, I don't want to settle for these times, <laughs> um, which is bizarre considering the fact that I didn't even expect them to happen this year. Um, but I guess that's probably probably being an athlete really isn't it yeah. having that competitive spirit <laughs> no I can I completely I do know exactly what you mean I remember when I did my I did my 5k time I mean this was when I was a lot younger um but I remember getting just above 18 minutes and I was fuming that I didn't break 18 this was like quite a few years ago now and now I'm like oh my goodness if I could run anywhere near 18 like I would be over the moon it's funny isn't it it's crazy how it's all happened um, and kind of my own reaction to it but at the same time I'm so thankful that it has because I think I needed it to remind me of you can do it my coach Bart is amazing and always really supported me and told me that I can well but as much as I'm like, yeah sure whatever you say bud I think over the years it got to the stage where I was really questioning that yeah uh, so yeah to get back to it now is um yeah, it's really helped increase my confidence massively. Amazing. And it just goes to show like to not lose faith in your ability of getting through these challenges. I mean, it's so great to kind of hear a story like this to just show that if you just keep going and keep focusing on your healing, like you can just get through anything really. Exactly. I think, yeah, if anyone ever is doubting themselves, just look at me. I mean, I know there are probably people that have been through way worse than I have, but I can't even say the amount of times I nearly gave up on running. But yeah, no matter how tough it gets, just stick at it. Whether or not you make it, at the end of the day, you'll just be so happy that you did stick at it. Because I think every athlete I ever know have that underlying passion for whatever sport they're doing. It's definitely, I think it's actually, weirdly, now that I've got to hear, I love the sport so much more, even though it caused probably one of like the darkest moments of my life so far if anyone ever wants to use me as an example go ahead because yeah I definitely show you the fact that if you just stick at it you can do it definitely we can build so much resilience through these journeys that we have and um 
In terms of mental health to people who are struggling in that kind of way, in terms of maybe illness or injury surrounding sports, would you have any tips of how you kind of came through that or aided yourself? I have loads of tips throughout every year. I think each year, depending on where I'm at, I have different coping mechanisms. I think the biggest thing I can say is talk to people. I know it's so hard from someone that's suffered with these things and hid it away. The fact that just being able to talk to my family makes the world of difference. The support system I have now, I can talk to my family, I can talk to my friends, I can talk to my coach. Um, it get, It is tough trying to open up about these things, especially because you have this kind of fundamental thing of wanting to protect people from worrying. But the problem is if you don't tell them, it's actually 10 times worse. Definitely. They, they don't know what's going on. But yeah, just even if it's some, if it's a stranger that's totally out of the situation as well, it would just really help of being able to cope with a situation that you're not holding it in and fighting it alone. I think just try and stay positive. My big thing post-race, if you have a bad race, is for the first two hours after race is stay positive. Just talk, constantly talk about it positively because that will change your outlook. You'll probably still be disappointed, but you won't do anything you'll regret, say anything you'll regret. It's that kind of thing of success comes from failure. And yeah, you've got to have these down moments. I think every Olympian or even any park runner, anyone, everyone's got these ups and downs. You've got to go through them. Even in a cross-country race, you've got to go up a hill to go back down it. It's, it is what it is. You've got your hardships. You've got your good times. But yeah, stick at it. It's really, really hard, I know personally, but you've just got to have faith that it will work out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, I think that pretty much sums no, it up. Fabulous, fabulous advice. Thank you so much. Um, I'd love to know like, where you're at at the moment, like, what are your kind of potential goals looking forward in terms of running? At the moment, like short term, I have no idea because I don't know what racing there's going to be. There may be races before Christmas. I don't know. Um, I'll probably be looking at more post-Christmas, just trying to get to some good form. Probably look at the track season, I guess. Hopefully, if we have one, um, it'll be a great one. We're supposed to have the Olympics. Again, whether it goes ahead. There's numerous other things going on. Uh, but my big thing for me is obviously kind of long term, I'd love to get a GB senior vest. I think that would really put kind of everything into perspective of the fact that I managed to go from youth and junior GB vest and fight my way back and get a senior GB vest, which is what I was always aiming for. Yeah. As amazing as my success was when I was younger, it's nothing compared to doing it on a senior level. That That's what I aim to do. I mean... Obviously, the dream is to be an Olympian. I would love that, but that's more <laughs> of a dream that could become reality. I'd like to hope, but at the same time, I think, yeah, my big, my big goal would be long-term to get a senior GB vest. Yeah, well, I, I massively believe in you. I think you definitely, definitely have the strength to do so, for sure. Oh, thank um, you very much. <laughs> no, of course. Thank you so, so much. This has been so great. I'd love to talk to you but even longer, but we should probably get on to the, <laughs> the final three questions. Yeah. Um, the first one is, is there something that you do every day that makes you feel your absolute best? 
So it depends on the day because obviously each day of training is very different. Some days are like easier, some have sessions. So it'd be small things like talking to my family, just uh, getting out of the house, especially rest day, making sure I'm actually getting out of the house. Even just listening to music. Music's been a massive thing, especially through my downs of kind of uplifting me. Um, although it's got really bad because on runs now, I'll start lip syncing as I'm running along to a song. I must look like an absolute weirdo. But, hey, <laughs> I um, definitely do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just find things that make you happy. If it's a small thing to uplift your spirit, then that's all it takes to make the whole day good. It is so true and I definitely have the same with music. I find that just starting my day with like an uplifting song is always so good for getting me kind of in the right mood. It's amazing what uh, music can do. No, for sure. Amazing. So the second question is, do you have a goal or a way that you want to grow in the next year? Good one. Um, I, it's a hard one. I think just in general, each year I just like to be kind of the best person I can be whether that's athletic academically even as a family member just as simple as probably talking to my family more often because I am terrible as my family will say I think all of this is kind of being productive um with being an athlete I'm just tired all the time it means that I kind of get through half the day and then really struggle to be productive Especially my final year of university, I really need to be on it on that sense. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, keeping up with the training, trying to see where that can go. I think all of it, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a, a reflection on my person per se, but at the same time, it's kind of what makes me happy is being a productive person. Um, so as long as I do that, that kind of helps my kind of positive mentality, I guess. No, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I kind of really thrive getting kind of involved in all different aspects of my life and just kind of trying to maintain that balance as well. Like you say, between the sport, but also academics and family and friends and just trying to kind of find that sweet spot between all of them. No, exactly. Yeah. So final question is, do you have a mantra or a quote that you align to in life for positivity? To kind of sum up this podcast, is not even a quote it's kind of the mantra that I've had through all of the tough times which is I've always questioned what if um which doesn't sound like a lot um but it meant that whenever it got bad I always questioned what if I gave up because obviously that was what I was looking at but if I ever gave up I would regret it for the rest of my life I would constantly question even if I didn't make it like what if I could have it's a big thing it's helped me through everything really um but it just completely changed your perspective on a situation when you're feeling really negative because you realize that actually living with the regret of giving up anything or doing something differently actually is a lot worse than going through the pain of the negatives um that you're going through at the time um, so yeah, I think that's probably been my biggest help through all of my illness and everything. Oh, that's perfect for the podcast. It's amazing. And like, yeah, it just gives you that constant kind of faith in yourself, that constant drive just to keep going when you have that question, which is so great. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's kind of reverse psychology on yourself. Yeah, it um, is. <laughs> but it really helps because 
it just means that you're yeah like you said you get this drive that you didn't know you had but keeps you going when you have no faith at all that you're going somewhere because you know that if you gave it up you'd regret that worse than actually trying um which is a massive help (laughs) oh my goodness that's perfect thank you so so much for coming on it's been so so great i've really really enjoyed it Oh no, thank you so much for having me. I mean, yeah, this has been great. It's just been like talking to a friend, really. So. I know it is. It's so yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so lovely to catch up, but also just so great to kind of get your story out there. And people who listen to you, I'm sure, will align and relate and really kind of learn things from. Yeah, well, if it helps anyone, that would be massive. I, yeah, I've never imagined that people would actually relate to my stories. Yeah, if it helps anyone, I, yeah, I actually appreciate that more than they probably do. (laughs) No, I'm so sure I will. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. Sabrina and learning about how her journey with illness has allowed her to grow as both an athlete and a person. I hope you have the most amazing day and thank you so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.